Love, Are We Pretty? Is a weekly dose just not cutting it? Well, we have news for you. Are We Pretty presents the War of the Roses review, now on Wednesdays. Tune in weekly as we dive into all things War of the Roses. Each week, we'll be breaking down the performances, critiquing the runways, spilling exclusive tea, and giving the divas our dooms and blooms. So whether you're a War of the Roses mega fan or just a pretty bitch, the War of the Roses review is the moment. On Wednesdays, it's time for war. See you there, bitch. Stay pretty. Got it. Do I need to share my Can I share my screen again? All right, we got to read the script. Can't do that. <laughs> I don't remember the intro. You've only said it like, I don't know, 30 something times, but that's fine. Right. Well, it changes every week. I will. I will. I will kick us off. Here we go. <clears throat> you can tell we're so happy to be here. Here we go. To a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duche. Annalie wants me to be happier, so I'll read it like that. And I'm Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. And I'm going to read it like Miami. Each episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. This week, we talked to Shaquina about Rainbow Rumble, and we doom and bloom the top 10 gowns from National Comedy Queen. So get ready to get into it. This is... Are we pretty? Are we pretty? Oh my God. Um, well, hey, Trade. What's up? Hey. Yep, uh, trade me like a pack of Pokemon cards. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, everything is fine. It's Thursday. It's the day. Well, we're re- you're hearing this on Sunday. We're recording it on Thursday. Um, so for me right now, it's the day before war, and I really feel 100% unprepared and not ready for tomorrow. <sighs> so that's yeah. where my mind's, that's where my mind's at right now. How are you? Well. You know what they say about being prepared? You either are or you aren't. Um, and, and you're definitely not. So I can't wait to see what you do and what you're able to accomplish within the next 24 hours. Because, bitch, that's all you got. Same bitch. Um, I'm so excited to see what I turn out. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, though. Like, I haven't really prepped anything for war. Um, normally, I try to turn a look with everyone and match either the runway or one of the categories. And this yeah. week is not uh, not going well for me so far. So we uh, we only have 24 hours to pull together our shit. What are we going to do? I am going to do this podcast. I then I'm going to turn the computer off. I probably am going to put on season three of RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm going to keep working. I'm going to work real hard. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I am going to um, take a coffee enema. Ooh, my coffee enema is kicking in. <laughs> Ooh, honey. Damn. Do you Speaking get those? Enemas. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I was going <laughs> to. Go ahead. Segway. <laughs> Segway. But did you have a question about enemas for the children? 
I was going to say, did you get it from Shadrachs? But girl, I would never put Shadrachs up my ass. That shit is too good. Actually, maybe I would if it's that good. Oh, you like you like Shaddies. Um, I don't really. I'm not a coffee person. Oh, that's right. That's right. I would put a milkshake up my ass. Okay, we're, we're gonna be real. We're gonna get demonetized. Um, it's fine. It's yeah, because we're we're heavily monetized right now. Right, we're doing great right now. First of all, bitch, don't talk shit about our monetization. That's so upsetting. Wow. Okay. Speaking of upsetting things, we are going to go ahead and talk about something that is extremely unupsetting. Uh, listen, I love National Comedy Queen, and I figured. Since we basically never have a plan for this section of the podcast, we could talk about one of the most iconic moments that happened at the pageant, which was the top 10 doing their outrageous evening gown. Uh, This was such a fun category. I had so much fun watching it. I feel like I learned so much. And why not share this opportunity to learn with everyone else? So we are going to go through all 10 of them and we are going to doom and bloom all the gowns. Are you excited to get into this gown moment? Uh, first of all, any opportunity to uh, critique a bitch, I'm here for. To Doom and Bloom, which is like a staple here at the Aubrey Pretty Studios. Everybody is every, like, y'all, I don't think you realize everybody says Doom and Bloom now. Everyone. It's true. They do. Everybody says it. Everybody, everybody says, says it. it. And, and if they don't say it, guess what? If you don't say it, you're a fucking loser. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine, girl. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Ain't nobody got to reinvent the wheel. Caffeine. This- right. It, well, here's the thing. Pe- people love it so much that they do want to reinvent it. Um, LaMixie, for example, in, she invented a bias bloom. Um, but Mary Gagdalene invented a gloom. So, I mean, ugh, it's it's a lot. Okay. What about a bloom on the rocks? Into the- you know what? I love a bloom on the rocks. That's going to be, what is that though? Is that like a, it sounds like a good thing. It's when you put Dwayne, the rock Johnson in drag. Think about it. Let it sit. It's sitting. Yeah, get into it. The soundboard. You had one day without a soundboard and now you can't turn that shit off. <laughs> Stop getting it. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into it. Why don't you go ahead and pull up the looks. So this is how this is going to work. We are going to go in contestant order and we're just going to talk about the gowns, say what we like, what we don't like, what we think could be better. Now, keep in mind, I sucked. So my opinion is about as valid as Annalise drag. Um, so we are just going to get into it. We're going to make it fun. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about how these 10 people are better at drag than me. Um, and we are going to go ahead and get it started with contestant number one, Miss Tara Newhall. Um, and Tara came out and wore this Gorilla Glue inspired gown. And it was so funny. The presentation of this gown moment, she walked around. She just, she didn't say anything. She just smiled and jumped up and down. And when she jumped, the audio played like a can shaking. And it had also, it mixed in the girl that used Gorilla Glue to like style her hair. That was very clever. It was very funny. And I got my life watching this. What do you think of this gown moment, Annalie? Yeah. First of all, when I saw it, uh, like just as a visual, I was like, oh my God, this is camp. This is high fucking glam camp. 
And I don't know how she found like the exact color orange of a Gorilla Glue can, but she did. And yeah, when when um when she was playing the audio track and she would shake as if like the can was shaking, that just really sold it even more. Um, this was an incredible, incredible look. And also, Tara Newhole is a bearded queen. So to quote Lamixi, this is definitely going to be a a bias bloom for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for me, I'm actually going to give it a new award. I'm going to give it the hair, body, face sound effect because she has the hair, she has the body, the body she, she has, has the face. Hair, body, face. Wow. The hair, body, face a hair, body, face award. Um, speaking of hair, body, and face, why don't we go ahead and move on to the next diva? Who was next, Annalie? So next up to the stage, we had the skinny bitch. She's skinnier than Miami. Miss Patty Bouray, who came out in this giraffe-inspired gown. Um, she had a giraffe like puppet on her hand. And she present she had this whole presentation where we were watching this giraffe like in the savannas, and it was eating some leaves from a tree. The whole every every one of them was like funny and really good, but this one just really, really tickled me in a way that it that it, uh, the other ones didn't. Uh, it's a really beautiful gown. It's stoned, and I think it's just so funny. This is a 100% bloom. She looks incredible, and also Patty is fucking amazing. I fell in love with this bitch. Yeah. Yeah, for me, this is definitely a bloom. Listen, Patty is so nice. She was one of the first girls to message me before the pageant and reach out and ask me how I was doing. And uh, I really appreciated her both backstage and on stage. I think she is so fierce, and this yeah. gown is no exception to the fierceness. I'm going to give it a bloom. Well, speaking of blooms, the next diva to come out onto the stage was Miss Edna D. Mascara. And her whole presentation moment was very centered around like a sandwich wrap moment. It was very camp. It was very stupid. And uh, I really appreciated the extremely long roll of what it, What even is this? Is It's not foil. What would it, What is that called? Like plastic wrap? A, a cling wrap. Yeah. And she clinged onto that wrap, bitch. Um, I think this was so funny, so smart, and I really like the shape of the gown. I think it's an interesting shape that I wouldn't have really thought of doing. Um, and yeah, it looks really good. It honestly looks like the whole dress is made of the cling wrap. So I really like it. I think having the sandwich on your chest is so stupid and funny and just dumb. So I'm going to give it a bloom. I love it. Yeah, so for the for this outrageous evening uh, where... Uh, what what she presented was there was a giant like cling wrap box and she came out and she was like rolling herself in the cling wrap with this sandwich on her chest. Um, it is a bloom, but here is my quick thing about this one. I, I don't get outrageous. I don't get outrageous. I definitely get silly. I definitely get funny. I definitely get camp. And this definitely deserves to be in the top 10, 100%. But I just didn't get where it was really outrageous. So that's what I'll say. But it's a bloom. Yeah, I think it definitely relied on the, the props um, to make it funnier. But I still think she looks beautiful. So oh, she can't hate the gown hair. at all. Yeah, like the, hair hair. the face is amazing, too. She looks so soft and beautiful, especially from stage. Like, it was very, very pretty. She's very womanly. And we live. Can't be bitch. Is she not wearing a nail? Is she wearing a nail? 
speaking of nails, next up to the stage, this bitch was definitely wearing some nails. We have Miss Tia Divine, who was serving us this very interesting moment from Beauty and the Beast, where she was both Beauty and the Beast. Um, so she was wearing Belle's uh, yellow dress, the beautiful garment that she comes in at the end um, when she's dancing with the Beast. And she also had on this wolf beast horned mask with these furry glove hands. This was a very, very fun, fun moment. Definitely outrageous, definitely very silly, very campy and fun. Um, she looks amazing. Uh, so I'm gonna bloom this, this is great. This is outrageous. Yeah, I fucking love this. Now, first of all, some little backstage tea moments. I saw the making of this mask. This is not just a mask from the store. This is custom made. She had it molded to her face. Super fierce. A lot of work went into this. I love the dress. The dress is beautiful. It's full. It's flowy. It is yeah. definitely a moment. She is giving me hair, body, and face, too. So I think I have to hit it twice. Hair, body, face. I live, bitch. Please send me this mask. This is so stupid. I want it. Um, yeah, it's a bloom. Definitely a bloom. Next up to the stage, we have Svetlana Stoli, who is doing this, I can't say it, Equesquitarian, Esquitarian, es Escapade. She's doing a horse song. <laughs> She's doing kind of this like... Um, a, a like dominatrix horse moment. She's got this horse mask on. She's got uh, like this uh, leather cage kind of thing going down her body. Uh, she's got the, uh, what the fuck is that called? The crop that you would whip a horse with. She's got this beautiful long mohawk that's supposed to be like a horse's mane. And then to top it all off, she's got a giant, giant dildo that she's wearing. She's ready to peg somebody. This is definitely uh, outrageous. <laughs> it's wild. I'm definitely going to bloom this. I think this is such a unique and odd take on an outrageous evening rare. I really love the hair. The dildo is wild. Um, so it's a bloom. Yeah, I only have one sound effect for this, and it is this. No, I don't think you understand. I'm obsessed. The way in which I would suck her... Wow. Yeah, I love this look. I think it's so funny, so different. I wasn't really expecting someone to take this route of comedy and do something very like sexy and like wild like this, but this is wild. It's a really cool twist on the category of outrageous evening gown. And I love it. I think it's great. It's definitely a bloom for me. Yeah, I really love this hair. Like this unit is really, really good. She's giving horse. She's giving her. Uh, there were so many dicks on this stage that yeah, night. Category, the category is Night of a Thousand Dicks. Wow. All right. Uh, take us off to the next bitch. Well, speaking of dicks, this next bitch was ready to suck it all for the crown. And I, listen, I fucking love her so much. Such a sweet bitch. Her name is Ida Carolina, and she came out and did this Mrs. Potato Head moment. What did you think of this gown? Let's talk about the gown before we talk about the presentation. What do you think about the gown itself? Um, so I think this is definitely a gown that is meant to be performed. To me, it really was about the presentation and it's absolutely about like Ida. She has this effervescence about her. Like sh she really is 
like very charismatic on stage. I really, really enjoyed watching her present this dress. Uh, it's also very outrageous. I mean, she's a giant potato. She's a yeah. potato. She's a potato. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what do you, what do you think overall? Like <laughs> with the presentation, what, what was it giving once you like saw how she presented it and stuff? Yeah, this was definitely a bloom for me because here is what I really liked about it, specifically the second night um, that she presented this on stage. So one of the iconic moments with the potato heads is that you can change their eyes, their lips, their nose, their ears, their, you know, you can change all that stuff. And um, here in the when she presented it, she ended up changing the eyes to make it look like she was drunk or like bloodshot eyes. Um, and, you know, the whole audio also helped give that story. And so the presentation of it was really, really excellent. My one wish would have been that I wish maybe she would have played around a little bit more with the idea of being able to move stuff around. So like, what if the eyes were where the mouth was supposed to go? Or what if the lips were where the nose was supposed to go? Or she um, flips the lips like sideways and it's a pussy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I just wish she would have played a little bit more with that element of the potato head. But regardless of that, it is a bloom. This was such a fun, fun take on, on an outrageous evening gown. What did you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, you know, Mrs. Potato Head, the whole Potato Head franchise has had that big scandal recently where everybody was up in arms about it. So I think it was definitely smart to pick like a hot topic gown moment. Um, And it definitely worked for me. I think it was very fun, very camp and very stupid. And that's what I like about Ida. She's not afraid to be stupid on stage. And she definitely sold the gown for me. Like at first I was like, oh shit, this is a little, it's a little simple. And by the end of the number, I didn't give a fuck. I thought it was one of the best ones. And obviously that's what the judges thought as well because she ended up going to the five. So um, yeah, this was definitely a bloom for me. Good for you, bitch. And um, see me with them lips. See me with them lips. She is a smart, smart bitch. I really like her a lot. Yeah, she's very quick. And I I like her a lot too. She's very fierce. Well, speaking of quick and fierce, we are going to move on to the next uh, fierce bitch quickly. And this is Miss Holly Boxsprings. I'm going to do this for as long as it takes for me to find her. Here she is. Uh, Why don't you tell us about Miss Holly Boxsprings, Miami? So Holly came out and did a Beetlejuice-inspired gown moment. Now, Beetlejuice really did trend during this entire pageant. There was a lot of Beetlejuice references from multiple contestants, and I definitely think that this is one of the more successful Beetlejuice moments. I love the hair on her. I love the gown. The silhouette is fun. I like that it's it's not like a... It's not very old school. It's very new school kind of gown moment at the top with the the little, I don't know, what, what did that be called? Like a little jacket moment, I, I think. I don't know. It's just really cute. I like the, I like the line work on the gown. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's fresh. And yeah, it's a bloom for me. I love it. And Holly is such a sweet fucking person. Super nice. We had um, our interviews on the same day. We're in the same group. And she was one of the nicest people that I talked to. Super kind and just really uplifting to not just me, but to all the contestants. I thought she was really fun to be around. So um, shout out to Holly. You look fierce, bitch. It's a bloom. Yeah, this... 
this will definitely be a bloom for me. Now, here is the one thing that I have to say, though. Two other people did Beetlejuice for the presentation. And if I were to look at all three of them, I would not assume that what Holly was presenting was an outrageous evening gown. Um, I wish there was just something a little bit more extra to really take it to that. Now, wait, didn't she pull? She pulled something out, right? She had like a uh, like a, one of the worm things, right? Honestly, I don't remember. I don't. Okay. I, some, I think that might have been Svetlana. She oh. had the worm puppet that came what? out of her coochie. Oh, well, see, then there you go. Like, I just wish Holly would have somehow taken this to a more outrageous level, but she looks fucking incredible. Uh, she really knows how to, she knows how to dress. She knows how to like put clothes on. Uh, she, her face is beat. The hair is amazing. This is a bloom and uh, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Well, speaking of leaving things there, we're going to go on to our next diva. As soon as Anneli figures out how to leave this one, uh, doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. And next up to the stage, we have Vivian Vendetta Sinclair. Okay, now this moment was very, very fun. Vivian was wearing uh, this Bella red... cosplay. She's cosplaying as Bella. <laughs> no, I actually think she's doing... Fuck, what is the name of that wrestler? Girl, do I look like I know? I'm gay as hell. Uh, fuck. I can't think of the name. Anyway, um, but anyway, so she's definitely doing like, she's wearing this uh, muscly bodysuit uh, with like big, big muscles and big pecs and then over the pecs and this big muscle bodysuit thingy that she's got on. She's got this red and yellow uh, like sequin shiny gown. It's very, very funny, very campy. This is very outrageous to me. It looks wild, but she also looks incredible and she was clearly having so much fun in this outfit um and so i am gonna give this a bloom yeah i'm gonna also give it a bloom i think this is super fierce i love the uh idea of this gown moment it's super funny and i really like the pattern of the gown itself with the yellow and the red i think the way uh -huh. it's cut and like it's very cartoon like pow moment you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a bloom for me i love it Wow. Vivian better work. Um, next up to the stage, we have Tora Hyman. And y'all, when I tell you that this look literally shattered me, uh, I'm not lying. So here's what she did. She had this whole intro moment where she showed a clip from uh, Final Destination, the iconic clip where a, a piece of lumber falls off from a truck and it impales a car and the person driving it. And her look was her as the piece of lumber impaling a piece of glass. And this look is truly, truly incredible. Um, first of all, it is campy. It To me, this is so 100% outrageous. I love the color of the glass, the way that it cracked, uh, that blood on her head, the glass that's stuck in her head. Like, this is really, really good. This is a, this to me, okay, well, I can't super bloom it because we'll find out why later. This is my uh, super bloom runner up. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, well, for me, this actually was my favorite gown out of all of them. I think this was so smart, and I never would have expected this to be on the stage as a gown moment. And I also liked how it tied back into the theme of the entire pageant, because the whole pageant theme was horror. Horror. Um, horror. And um, this definitely tied it in. It was very much a, um, this is my final walk moment, and I'm bringing it back to the pageant theme. I definitely loved this. This is a super bloom for me. I'm so, I have to give it to her. I, it's, it's amazing. And I have no critiques of it. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Yeah. Egg. Egg. Exactly. This was really good. And the fact that she is the piece of lumber, it's just it's just so funny. Um, Okay. Now, next up to the stage, y'all, this is the winner of the National Miss Comedy Queen pageant. We have Mr. Miss Adrian. Now, I would like to hear from you, Miami, because you had to have seen this backstage. Tell us about that moment. Okay, so let me break it down for y'all bitches, because this is exactly what my mind was saying the second I walked into the building. So we are unloading my shit, which, by the way, was garbage. Um, And we're unloading it. We're bringing it into the building. And I see a box. I'm not sure whose it is, but it has these claws in it. And I'm like, okay, someone is going to wear that on stage. And I thought it was going to be for, like, talent. Because, like, it's such a crazy concept. I never would have thought about wearing it for gown. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, someone has all these fucking technology prop moment shit. And I was just, I was over it. I literally was like, whoever brought this can choke. Because I'm not, there's no way I'm I'm not even going to hit this hand, bitch. I'm going to literally have to pack my shit and go home now. Um, yeah, it was a lot. And uh, then seeing it for gown, bitch, this was crazy. This was fucking wild. I want to know what she smoked before she said, this is the idea I have. Because this was fucking wild. And it was amazing. It was executed so well. I love the energy that she brought when she modeled it. She was giving Dr. Octopus. She was giving Dr. Octopussy, honey. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I love the outfit. I love the, the prop design. It's, it's just all so fucking fierce. And uh, just the presentation in general. This is also getting a super bloom for me because um, I will forever be jealous of of the moment. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. All of that, everything that you said, uh, I I literally would have shit my pants if I was a contestant and I saw any part of this. Um, this is truly amazing. This this is outrageous. It is wild. It's also very like beautiful and elegant, like the the red robe part that she has on. This is I don't even know what color it is. It's like red, salmon, orange. I don't know, but it looks incredible. I love the wig she's got on. The glass are very Dr. Ock. This is just really, really, really excellent. This is excellent. This is my super bloom 100%. And uh, fuck you, Mr. Miss Adrian. Yeah, that's it. It's a bloom. 
Super Bowl. Yeah. I will forever hate this bitch because I quite literally <laughs> could never. I could never Wait. do it. Ah, is this? Ah, that, oh, yes. My pussy is on fire. <laughs> Wait, is this? This fabric is like the type of sequin where if you rub it, it changes color, right? That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's like a it's like a dual sided sequin. I so mean, when she would like run her hand over it, it would completely change the color of it. So fierce. Yeah. Like where did she find this fabric? Like the color of it is wild to me. It's so pretty. Was definitely anyway. custom. She definitely custom had it custom made. Yeah. She didn't sit in her own floor and sew it together with twenty dollar fabric like another contestant did, who will not be named, but is talking on the podcast at this very moment. Yeah, let's just say that. Let's let's just say that. Listen, yeah. listen. She's fucking fierce. She deserved to win. And anyone that doesn't agree with that can sit on one of these fucking metal claws and spin. Uh, well, that was uh, that was the moment. What did you think of this top 10 gown category moment? Uh, did you think it was fierce? Were you let down? What was the vibe? I was definitely not let down in any way, shape or form. It honestly only made me want to see what everybody else did because well some people kept to the same thing that they had when we were at um southern nights and then obviously people changed what they had and so i would have loved to have seen and and even for those who didn't change i just would have loved to have seen what they would have presented on a grand stage like this as opposed to the smaller stage at um the nightclub um so it 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 did not let down at all but i also was like oh, i want to see what everybody else like how they would have presented this on a stage like this um this was a really fun moment um i I said this before, but I really vibe with this pageant. I think it's so cool. It feels cool. It feels fresh, but it also feels serious. And again, they expect like the best. Um, I don't know. It, it was a, it was definitely a fun moment and seeing all the gowns was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and bloom national comedy queen. Cause this is, it's fucking fierce. And, uh, I can't wait to see what people do next year. It's going to be great. Right. Do you know, did you know Zoe, uh, Zoe, uh, is going to compete? She thinks she's a comedy queen now. I love that. Well, I'm glad that she can tell one joke. Well, speaking of jokes, we are going to uh, end this joke of a segment. And when we come back, we are going to be talking to uh, one of the people who went on this pageant with us, Miss Shiklina. How excited are you to talk to Shiklina? Yeah, I'm so excited. Let me take another coffee enema. Ooh, my coffee enema is kicking in. <laughs> Ooh, honey. Damn. Yeah, so make sure you listen to the commercials and we will be right back. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Ew. That's so upsetting. All right, everyone. Welcome back from that break. Uh, now, today we have such an incredibly talented and beautiful and such a wonderful person just in general. Uh, the guest we have today is um, a season two sister of War of Roses and honestly an up and coming icon in Memphis, the one and only Shiklina. Hi, Shiklina. Hi. How are you feeling, Diva? I'm feeling good. How about y'all? 
Girl, I am living. Listen, this weekend has already been wild and it's just started. For those of you that don't know, we film at different times of the week. We suck at keeping a schedule. And today we are filming in the middle of the weekend. And uh, and tomorrow's episode is coming out super fast. So as soon as this is done, Annalie will be typing away at editing. But uh, yeah, we're just all coming in from War of the Roses, um, which we do a review for. Check that out. Um, how are y'all feeling after last night's episode? We don't have to go into what happened, but how are y'all feeling um, watching it and Annalie competing in it? How are you feeling? Uh, last night was definitely a whirlwind. Um, this was the mirror ball. Um, and I, for the first round, I thought I was going to go home. I really thought I was going to be in the bottom, but then we had a duet and a runway. And when that happened, I was like, wait a minute, maybe I'm safe at the very least, but I ended up being in the top, which no complaints there. I got to go against Zoe. That bitch literally ate my entire asshole on stage. She, she tore up the stage. It was so good. But, um, yeah. yeah. What about you, Shaklina? I know you were there. You are a frequent uh, patron of Atomic Rose watching the dolls dance and battle it out. What did you feel about, about last night's moment? Were you shook? Yes, I'm definitely happy that I got to see um, everybody getting paired up because that's something I don't think um, War of the Roses have done, or at least not to my knowledge. Um, but the night, I feel like it was very good. Everybody brought some good ass look so i definitely can say that it was a great night and the choices that were made by the judges i feel like everything made sense to me so i i ain't got no complaints yeah we also had a visitor um i forget what their name is but she was in season one i think she she was the pork chop of, of war of the roses uh beverly something dubois Yes, Beverly Dubois. She was out and about, not in drag, but she was introducing herself. Very, very nice. I really, really like her a lot. She seems like a really great person. Um, I hope she's around a lot more often. Yeah, Beverly for All Stars too. <laughs> um, Shiklina, I do want to know, speaking of being a star, you have really taken over the Memphis scene. How did you find yourself doing drag? What was your first experience like in this art form? Well, I know that around 2019, I started watching Drag Race and I was, well, I feel like always I've had like this energy of like wanting to have a different persona. Like I, I always was around like the whole J-Lo, Latina. I always wanted to be a diva, basically. Um, I remember when I used to be a little kid, um, I used to like dance around with like towels on my head. And I would make dresses out of blankets. And I'll always be like, okay, so I'm selling it. And then it wasn't until last year when I went to Atomic for the first time and I got to finally see um, this art in person. And then I was like, okay, so let me, let, let me give it a try to see if I can, you know. And then little did I know, I'm over here when you're in and I have already won two competitions. So I think it's going good so far. Yeah, I'm... I was there for the first time you ever performed, right? You, you did a brunch show. Yes, I remember it was you, um, Shanice, Feluz, and uh, Venus. That was the cast of that day. That's right. Wow, that seems like so long ago. I mean, I guess it, it was. It was. It was a while ago. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I first saw you. I was like, not another pretty bitch who can dance. <laughs> I hated you when I first saw you, but uh, how uh, did I? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I remember being so captivated. I was like, there is no way this is the first time that they performed drag. And it sounds like you've been doing drag since you were a kid. I also used to put towels on my head and used to put like my blankets on me like a dress and walk around for literally nobody. Um, but I was serving it in my mind. I was so scared the first time because I remember um, that was my first time wearing heels ever. Yeah. So I was I was like, I don't know what if I fall, what if I trip? And I don't know. I feel like that's just a hidden talent that I had because I never I never had had to struggle with that. Yeah. Speaking of talent, you are no stranger to having a ton of it. How did you learn how to do all these dance moves? Was this something that came naturally or are you like a trained dancer? What's the vibe here? I am not a trained dancer at all. I've never taken classes to dance. I've never um, teach, teach, like nobody ever wanted to like teach me. So I was like, I remember one time I used, I used to dance a lot to Fifth Harmony. Um, and I remember one time there was a BMA performance when Normani hit the split. And I remember I was uh, at a party with my friends and that song was playing. And I was like, okay, let me, let me see if I can hit the split when she does. And with the adrenaline of everybody looking at me, I hit the split for the first time. And I was like, what, how, how, how did this happen? And that's when I found out that I was flexible for some reason. So yeah, I feel like I choose, I'm, I follow the beat for every song. I like to move with whatever the song is saying. Like if there's a boom, beat drop, that's when I'm gonna hit the floor. Like it's all about feeling the music when you're performing. Yeah. Ah, ah. Oh, yes, my pussy is on fire. <laughs> oh, and yes. also, let me let me make this clear. I don't ever choreograph my numbers. So don't be don't be thinking I'm an I'm a practice all night type of person. No, I definitely try to like feel the music. She said, you don't have to reinvent the eight count. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine, girl. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Ain't nobody got to reinvent the wheel. Caffeine. This <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, I need to know a little bit about your um, the roller coaster of your name because it's changed, right? Uh, were you did you always want to go by Shiklina? How did you come about your name? Because it's not a name that I think a lot of people have heard before. So how did that come about? And uh, tell us about your name. Okay, so um, back then when I had like my Spanish friends around me. Um, they always said that if I ever became a drag queen, I'll be a sassy lady that is always showing on, on gum. So I was like, hmm, something that rhymes with gum. And the Spanish trans- translation for bubblegum is chicle. So I was like, hmm, chicle, but let me let me get something else. So I was like, Christina, why not Christina? So I mixed like the chicle and then Christina, and then I put it like together for chiclina. But now... Everybody, every time somebody asks me what my name is, I be like, she clean And they be like, well, what does she clean? And I'm like, the money of the stage. So let's just go with the she clean up the floor, girl. Because I feel like it's more easy to understand that instead of saying like the whole bubblegum uh, um, explanation. At first, it was chicken and a shanquifa. We don't talk about her, though. Um, and the shanquifa came from my drag inspiration, which was Shangela. And I took the Shan of Shangela and the Quifa from her last name, La Quifa, and I put it together. Uh, but then I, f- I felt like I like that wasn't really me. And I feel like I could be a one name type of person. So I just took the Shan Quifa off and I just stick to Shiklina. 
I did not know any of that. And I love that she cleans up the stage with the with the money that that's so smart i love that well look today we are here talking to shaklina and we are going to talk about uh the ideas of competing and what it's like to be a winner um because shaklina knows a lot about that now uh as i mentioned before shaklina kind of uh started their drag career at atomic rose and you really did a lot of growth and stuff during the season two of of um, War of the Roses season two. Uh, was that your first competition that you had ever done? It was my first competition. Um, I remember to seeing Miami Rose for the first season of War of the Roses uh, when COVID like finally slowed down. And I said, hmm, this could be a good um, experience for me. And I feel like it would expand my drag. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed every moment of it until the last episode. And for the last episode, I was just like in my head. Um, I wasn't doing good mentally, economically, physically. Like it was just a lot. And it was my time to go. But every single moment that I had in War of the Roses was amazing. And my whole cast, I, I cannot say anything bad about y'all because y'all were really like so supportive, caring, and like the friendship that we we created was really special since the beginning. So yeah. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, you were really fresh when you did War of the Roses. And uh, I feel like you've come such a long way from where you started. I mean, you were so fucking talented. And I mean, it obviously shows every time you perform. If you guys haven't seen Shaklina perform and you're in the local area, or even if you're not, literally go and check her out on her socials. Come to a show. Come see this bitch. Because I'm telling you right now, the shit that she does is mind blowing i don't understand how someone so fresh has so much fucking talent it makes it just makes me so angry to watch you perform because i'm like if i could fucking do that if i could fucking flip myself upside down and do some bullshit they would live but i can't so i have to commend you for being so fucking talented i do want to know you know after you did war what was your mindset going into the next competition because that was that was when you did rainbow rumble right that was right after Yes, I think it was two weeks after I got eliminated. Um, the thing is, for War of the Roses, I kind of was in my head because of I was focused on everybody else instead of me. And I remember when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, hoo, hoo, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm going to do over here. Um, but then when I did Rainbow Rumble, I didn't really look at anybody i didn't look at anybody i wasn't focusing on who's gonna send me home who am i gonna lip sync against and i didn't my mind wasn't set for failure like i wasn't i was not saying what if i go home after the second round what if i i never said that i just said to myself i'm gonna make it to the to the end and i'm gonna win and no matter i remember looking at my friends faces and be like i am going to win i am not gonna go home i am gonna win and every time, like for every round that passed and I made it forward, I kept on saying, you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. And that's how in my mind, I, I try to like stay focused instead of saying, oh, no, what, what should I do on this lip sync to not get eliminated? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's what helped me. 
Yeah, I actually really like that mindset. You know, manifestation is a real thing. And if you say it enough times, eventually it will come true. One of my favorite quotes I've ever heard is from Aquaria. And she said that in New York, she would just tell people she was a star when she first started. And eventually it happened. So I do really like that mindset that you had going into Rainbow Rumble. What was it like winning that? Like, what was that moment like for you? Are we talking about first time or second time? <laughs> let's let's start with the first time and then we'll go into the finale. So how is it like winning your like basically your prelim? Okay. Um, so first let me say it's funny that you mentioned Aquaria because she is part of the she's part of the reasons why I got that mindset now. Because in one interview that she had, she said that when she went on drag race, she wasn't thinking of an exit line. And that's basically what gave me now the the mindset that I have. Um, But winning the first Rainbow Rumble was, it was crazy to me. It was crazy because I lost my first two lip syncs in War of the Roses, technically. And I was like, am I not a good lip syncer? Like, what is it, you know? But I, I learned that it was mostly with feeling the song type of type of energy. I kept on doing like stunts on a bad guy song. And I'm not saying that it, that's not a stunt song, but I just did it in the wrong moments instead of actually feeling the song. Um, but anyways, I won Rainbow Rumble and I was like, okay, that does that mean that I beat basically seven other people? That's crazy. And then I kind of felt really bad. I felt like that, that was my redemption from uh, Where Up the Roses because I really felt good and I felt like I had a motive to keep on doing this again, you know? Yeah, real quick, for people who don't know, Rainbow Rumble is another competition based in Memphis, Tennessee. It is hosted at the Black Lodge, which is a really cool venue. Um, It's like an old video rental store that's also like a performance space. It's it's a really cool place. Um, And it's hosted by Moth Moth Moth, who is... um, Another one of my competition sisters, we competed together in the Rona pageant. What what was it like working with, with her? I had never talked to her before. I think I saw her at a brunch show at Atomic Rose. And I came up to her and I was like, hey, do you have a, a spot for Rainbow Rumble? And she told me, well, I have one for it next month and I said uh yeah so I was like do I have to wait but magically and the universe helped me and she basically told me hey uh, somebody dropped out would you like to um finally like join join us for this one show and she's such a nice person like she's so humble she really cares about you she tries to uplift you when you're um uh, backstage, the energy that you see on stage is actually the one she gives to everybody backstage. Like she's really a caring person, loving person. And I don't know, like it's very, it's very good to be around her because you can only focus on good vibes and good positive energies. Yeah. Who did you, who did you go against when you won the first time? For, um, well, the first round was me against Tiffany. The second round was me, uh, Tiffany Minks. Yes. The second round was me with Brendan Newport. 
And Ooh. the last round, yes. And the last round was Will Ryder. Interesting. Also, a lot of uh, staple Memphis names. Go Google all of them. Go check all of them out. Um, I love that. Okay, so then you did... Wait, okay. So you that was basically your prelim moment for Rainbow Rumble. How long was it between that and then the final Rainbow Showdown? What was I forget what it's called, but the final Rainbow Rumble. The Grand Rainbow Rumble. There you go. Um, I think it was seven months, six months, six months, five months after. Yeah, and in only five months, you had glowed up so much. Like, your drag had really blossomed and changed. When you went into that finale, how were you feeling going into that moment? Did you expect to win? Did you have that same mindset from your prelim, or had things changed? Um, We're talking about the one that recently just passed, right? Yeah, like the, the championship one. Okay, um... After my first Rainbow Rumble, I kind of realized that I wanted my style to change. I wanted to be more, more glittery, more sparkly. I wanted to be more, you know, more of a woman. So when I did the second Rainbow Rumble, I was like, okay, so people have high expectations of me because when I won, I was the stunt queen. So I don't want to give the same thing that they saw the first time. So the, this time around, I was like, okay, I'm competing against more people and all of them have been winners. So I was, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of nervous. Um, so I try to get as many different stuff possible because I know I, had, I was going to have some ballads. I was going to have some uh, male songs that I don't normally do. So I know I was going to have to step out of my comfort, comfort zone. Um but yes, I was nervous. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. But throughout the competition, I kept on reminding myself like, hey, you know, like you're here for a reason. You're going to do great. Just that motivational speech that you give to yourself. Yeah, I wish that I could have been there to see you perform, but I was doing my own thing. But girl, the pictures that came from there, from the Grand Rainbow Rumble were so, so good. Uh Please, we're, we'll put the social medias in the description, but you have to go check out the pictures. Are, do you know if there's videos anywhere? I do not think there's videos anywhere. I do have videos of my performances, but I cannot say if they got to film the whole experience. Got it. Well, either way, go check out social medias. You can see uh, Shiklina's crowning moments. It was very pretty. Uh, now, I ha- we have to talk about this. So you uh posted a video on tiktok of you doing your uh lip sync moment and you drew some inspiration from sasha velour when she had the the roses and the wig and you kind of did that moment as well and you got some different you know people were saying different things tell us a little bit about your your tiktok moment and uh what people were saying on there okay yeah this is a controversial topic um so for my rainbow rumble performance for those who don't know i was supposed to do it's all coming back to me now that was the final song i wanted to wear a gown long gown long golden gown with a wet wig rose petals on top of it and then a black wig on top of it so the whole point of the reveal was 
the wet look. I wanted to get the blonde wet look out so that could give like more fantasy to the to what the song was trying to give. But people, I posted that video because I was like, hey, like, you know, I feel like it was it was a good moment. And then when the video dropped, I woke up to, I don't know, 6,000 likes and I don't know how many comments everybody was fighting against each other. They were like, oh, you're trying to be Sasha Belor, um, get some originality. But there was also some good comments like, hey, this looked very good. And shout out to Cynthia Lee Fontaine because she she did comment some good stuff and I, I appreciated that. But my whole point with the with the gown moment, it wasn't, I'm not gonna take credit from Sasha Belor because I did get the rose petals part from her, but I feel like that was just more to add to the reveal that I had. Because you know, sometimes a, a wet look can be, oh yeah, you know, she had a wig underneath it. But how many queens have not done a wig reveal? So I just didn't really get the part of why Sasha Belor and not every other drag queen, you know? Yeah, and here's the thing about that, too. I feel like so many people focus on Drag Race. Like, all oh, these girls that are on Drag Race invented this, they invented that. Like, bitch, they, first of all, she did not invent roses. You do not have to reinvent the wig reveal. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine, girl. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Ain't nobody got to reinvent the wheel. Caffeine, this. <laughs> All I'll say is TikTok is fucking toxic. I remember I also have an experience with posting a video and I did a wig reveal as well, which I do all the time. I've been doing wig reveals since before I even watched the fucking episode where Sasha did her wig reveal. And because she's bald, people love to fucking compare me to any bald bitch that's on Drag Race. And they were commenting and saying like I was stealing her moment, like doing that. I'm like, bitch, I've been bald since I was four. So y'all can choke. So I fully feel you. I relate to, you know, you getting drug on TikTok. Um, fuck TikTok and fuck those people that said that about you because you are amazing. And I'm sure if they were there, they would never have said that to your face. So um, that's what I have to say about that. Yes. And TikTok, if you want to sponsor us, we will we will love you again. Um, great. Right. We are going to go ahead and end this portion of the interview. Um, and wait, we- I have one more question. I lied. What's the question, Miami? Okay, so here's my one question to you, Shaklina. You are a new entertainer. You've only been doing this for around a year, and you've really taken off, and you've had this success story. How? Uh, what kind of advice would you give to people who are coming into drag? Um, how would you? give them advice to have the same kind of like storyline that you've had. What, what's your secret? Um, I have like three secrets that I'm going to give out. Um, the first one is always don't ever try to start drag with the mindset of, I want to start when I'm fully ready or when I have everything that I need, because there, there will always be some growth. Uh, when I first started, I remember I thought I had it all. I thought I looked my best. I thought I had all of the outfits, all of the gowns that I, that I could possibly ever wear. And it's like, you, you're supposed to start drag when you feel like it's the time, but not when you have everything, because you're never going to have it all. You're always going to get some new stuff, new um, inspirations. You're always going to perfect your tra- your craft. Um, my second secret is always try to take criticism well, because not all the time people are trying to uh, take you down and not all the time people are trying to... Um, tell you how to style yourself or what to do or what to wear. So yeah, just try to like 
take criticism well, look around and see what's helping other people that are that could possibly help you as well with your drag. And my last one is always try to have a good positive energy what through whatever you you're going to get yourself into, like new show with new people, um new competitions, new like uh, hosting a show, you always got to have a positive mindset because that's the only reason people are going to want to work with you. And if you bring that drama uh, and bad energy around other people, then that's going to be like, okay, and that's just going to not benefit yourself in the future for your drag. So yeah, just try to keep a positive attitude and just, you know, stay kind to everybody because at the end of the day, you know, um, we're all trying to get far in this career. So yes. This has been Shaklina with her pro tip minute. <laughs> Speaking of pro tips, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to be answering some listener questions. So make sure you strap in, grab a drink, listen to the ads and give us some fucking money. And we will be right back. Bye. We all like a little bit of honey. And thankfully, Honey Buns Boutique is here to leave you dripping in bold bling for bold bitches. Based in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Honey Buns Boutique is a queer-owned business that makes jewelry and bling for drag artists and other fabulous people. Brooklyn Bissette designs custom earrings, jewelry sets, and even bow ties, which can all be worn by every guy, gal, and non-binary pal. So, if you're looking for something a little sweet to accessorize your fashion, contact Brooklyn and make sure to follow Honey Buns Boutique on Facebook. That's H-U-N-N-Y-B-U-N-Z Boutique. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Fuck Miami. Have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics? No, bitch. I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics? Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer-owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucy for Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer-based charities such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the Alifornia Center, and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. So how can I find this bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics. All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics, cosmetics you can swear by. All right, welcome back from the final break. Uh, what did y'all do over the break, y'all? I don't know. <laughs> I asked my ankle. <laughs> she broke her <laughs> other leg. Yeah, I, I broke Shikalina's leg. Y'all, we wait. We have to talk about this. We need to talk about it. We didn't. Yeah, Shiglina's ankles uh, are starting to catch up with her. When we were in Orlando for Miami's National Comedy Queen Pageant moment, uh, we had a night where we were just kind of having fun and being stupid. We were doing cartwheels, and And Arnelie had just posted this TikTok. Okay, (laughs) she had just posted this TikTok of Zoe and Shaklina in the scream moments. And it was so funny. We'll have to, we're going to have to post the video. We're going to have to get it up so that people can see it. But as soon 
as it was posted. Shaklina did a fucking backflip and broke her leg. And it was so, it was so funny until it was like, oh my God, she's hurt. And then we were so concerned. Everyone turned into like Mother Goose taking care of Shaklina. It was so funny too, because Shaklina was like, bitch, I am fine. I'm, and then she's like limping around. So uh, how's your leg? How are you feeling? Haven't had any. No, actually it was my ankle. Her uh-huh. uncle. Yes. And, her uncle. Yes. Um, no, it's definitely feeling better. However, I tripped down the stairs yesterday. So that definitely like all of the process that I had of the recovery <laughs> got fucked up a little bit. But other than that, I feel like, I mean, I can walk with it and I can walk with heels in it and I can dance around with it. So I feel like that that's good. That's all I need. Yeah. Also, Your heart, her her also, leg was huge. Let it be known that that happened the first night of the trip of the six day trip right yeah yeah her leg just continuously swelled up i guess you could say it was huge she's huge but she's so beautiful she's a mammoth of course and she has blonde hair wow speaking of blonde hair we are going to go ahead and read this caucasian question um annalee would you like to start would you like to start it would you like to start (laughs) Listen, I'm running out of transitions. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and read this question. So the question says, what advice? I actually really love this question. What advice would you give to a heterosexual going to their first drag show? What should they expect? Here's my advice. You're going to a drag show. Just go to have fun. Just go have fun. Because that's all a drag show is. It's fun. It's a fun moment. You're going to laugh. Expect to laugh. Expect to be wowed. Expect maybe even to be confused at this, that these people are dressed up and you might find them sexually attractive because they're so beautiful because they know how to put on makeup and do all this different stuff. Um, just expect to have a good time and to be a little bit confused. And, and, and I think you'll, you will have a fine time. That's my advice. I think an important part to remember when you're going to a drag show is, well, two things. One, don't touch a bitch unless it's consensual. Please, my God. The other day I had someone literally almost stick their entire fist up my ass. And I I like, so I wear pads, but I was only wearing like one layer of tights because I had a gown on. And so that means there's not a lot of layers holding things back. And they were extremely close to everything that was being held up. And I was like, bitch, if you get any closer to my asshole, you are going to get sucked in. So uh, yeah, just um, respect people. Uh, Don't fucking touch us. Also, if you want attention, like maybe instead of grabbing people, just hold out a dollar and we will come to it and we will give you a show. So that's my advice. My advice is do not get on the stage nor the dance floor if the queen is performing because I'm going to hit a high kick and my my foot is going to end up down your throat. So please stay out of the queen's way. Please. Get out of line! Get out of fucking line! Yeah. And, and specifically for the heterosexuals going to a drag show like Nobody cares that you're heterosexual. Nobody cares. Just know that. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, that's true. Also, to back on uh, on Shaklina's thing, if you get out there and you dance around while a queen is performing, no one 
is laughing with you. We are all laughing at you. We are watching you from the balcony of our dressing room and we are making fun of you and we're talking shit about you. So stay the fuck back. You can have a good time in the other room if you're gonna do that. Doing it on the stage or in our area of dancing is fucking embarrassing for you. Go to therapy. Figure that shit out because I've had it. And not gay. That's y'all. Okay. Next question. Is that it? Is that it? Okay. That's the advice. Sorry. I had to, I had to keep it real for the Karens. Um, okay. So this next question is a complete 180. It says, how did y'all gain the makeup skills you have? I can answer that right now. I gained it through lots and lots of practice. When I first started drag, I looked like a fucking gremlin dipped in water. It was terrible. I did not understand the idea of makeup or how to use it. I was not a makeup artist. The first time I ever put on makeup was like in my bathroom of my apartment after I'd moved out of my my parents' house and like I put it on and went out. So my friends, first of all, were fake as hell for not telling me I looked crazy. Um, it just takes time to learn makeup, I think. What about y'all? Um, well, me, what happened was, so the first time I got in drag, um, I had help. Like, I got help and I didn't do my own makeup. But then I think it, was, it wasn't until like the third performance when the person that was supposed to do my makeup that they canceled on me three hours before the show. And I had to figure it out. So sometimes working under pressure can really help you out. And throughout the the whole year that I've been doing drag, I can always like take help from also people that are very good at makeup and what tips they could give to me to make it better. Um, yeah, for me, it really has really, really been all about trial and error. I feel like for me, I think I'm at a place where now I can say like, oh, I think I'm good at like doing my makeup now um agreed i will second that for you you look beautiful in drag i meant to tell you but at the show last night you looked so good i was shook anyway back to you (laughs) yeah and i think it's it's because i've uh you know i've really just been okay with being like okay maybe tonight i'm not pretty but i tried out this new thing that i wanted to do with my eye and i think it's just about trying stuff and the other thing is for me is like when I first started, I would try and do everything that I was seeing. So I, I did, I did Silky's cut crease. Plus I did Bob, the drag queens cut crease. Plus I also did this other thing from someone else. And like, that was too much. So try and find the things that work for you. And also don't be scared to try different products, including like the cheap ones. Like for my, for my foundation, I just go to Walgreens and I get like a cover girl thing. And I really, really like that one. So don't be scared to, uh, to try new different types of products and just keep it simple. And also watch yourself. That's the other thing, like seeing my makeup in war season two, I was like, Ooh, I actually want to change the shape of my eye. Cause I didn't like it there. Or I didn't like the way that my eyebrows looked. So let me change the shape. So, you know, look at yourself, see what you want to change and then try and change it. Yeah. And if it looks like shit, you can always just wear a bang. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of bangs. I'm going to bang out this next question, which says, where do you buy your clothing for drag? Well, I would say for me, it's a mix. It just kind of depends. I've gotten stuff from a place in Mississippi called Coquitry. 
there's a lot of really good stuff there. Amazon is always a friend. Um, I also have recently, because of War of the Roses, we did a whole like little uh, goodwill moment. I've been going there for a couple of things and like getting some bases, tearing it up, changing it up, making it look different. Um, so, yeah, there you go. It really just depends on what you're looking for in drag. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, yeah. If you're wanting like an expensive looking moment, you might have to even get like a custom thing made. There's lots of designers that make things that are fitted for your body that you can do. Um, if you're looking for more of like an easy, easy breezy moment, Goodwill is always a great place to start. It's very affordable. You can always find stuff, alter it. Also, if you're if you're a seamstress, I would suggest, you know, sewing your things. You can make it super fitted. You can create really whatever you want. And if you're not a seamstress, here's a pro tip. Um, you can go to Amazon and they have bodysuits in they have bodysuits and cat suits in every color imaginable. I haven't been able to find a gown that hits the floor on Amazon that's just like a base to to edit, but I have found cat suits and bodysuits and they have the zipper in the back. It's it's just like the ones that you'll get you know, for like a dance costume and you can really customize those. I mean, you can make little appliques out of sequin fabric. You can find things to glue on these, these moments and really make them unique and your own. You do not have to be a uh, really skilled seamstress to come up with some cool concepts and looks. Um, for me, my, my biggest thing when it came to like putting looks together is before I even go to get the clothes, I have to like conceptualize the look from head to toe and figure out what what is going to work. And that's how I determine where to go to get the things. Yeah, that's my advice. Also, wigs. Uh, wigs can make or break make or break a look. So I would say focus on not just don't just focus on the clothes. Focus on everything. Focus on the whole look, head to toe, even the accessories. And I mean, you can get that shit from anywhere. So. Uh, yeah, I think this is, a, this is a really broad question. Chiclina, do you have any advice on where you buy your clothes? Well, it also, like, depends. Like you guys were saying, um, I do get my clothes from different places. But uh, a tip for a, perform for a new performer is, like Miami said, try to get your whole concept together. Me, what I do sometimes, I just get um, the fabric where I get like the bodysuit or the cat suit or whatever, and I rhinestone the fuck out of it. Because although it can look simple at first, you can make it so much better. And sometimes it doesn't even have to like be a lot of money to make it look like super expensive. So I always definitely try to like get your stuff and then you can also customize it but also aliexpress amazon um those places are very good to get stuff from also i've recently found etsy is a really good place to go there's a lot of like custom designers on there that make things and uh, they have like online stores that you can find a lot of cute bases there's also a lot of rhinestone stores on etsy that i've found that ship really fast and they're really high quality stones so if you're looking to get some rhinestones for your costumes or even like fringe and stuff like that that's a really good place to go for for drag moments 
Um, speaking of drag moments, this last question is uh, going to drag Annalie because you know she's the she she can relate to the y'all will see. Okay, so it reads it reads. What would you say is your most important piece of fashion advice? Um, Annalie, would you like to start us off since you are the fashion queen of the panel? She's she's dying. She's on mute. She's laughing. You know what? Actually, here is a piece of advice that I have. Um, I am not the fashion diva here. Uh, I will say I think my fashion has gotten much better over the years. I think it's really good to invest in separates. So um, so like maybe you have a top and you have a dress or a skirt because you can really mix and match your closet and put a new skirt with a new top or a new bottom with a new top or that type of stuff. So I think investing in separates is always a really good idea. That way um, it can seem like you're wearing a whole new outfit when it's actually just the same shit. I don't know if that's good advice, but it's my advice. Yeah. She's a frugal queen. She's, <laughs> she keeps it real. Um, for me, I think my best piece of fashion advice is to try that shit on before you leave. Um, you need to make sure that the fit is right, that you don't need to make adjustments because if you wait to the last minute and it doesn't work and you have to go out, especially if you're a drag queen and you have an event, bitch, if it's wrong, everyone's going to know it's wrong. Um, so make sure you do that check in the mirror before you leave. Also, um, I would say it is very important to edit the look. Um, you can always take something off. You can always add something. There's always something you can change to make the look better or worse. So make sure that you're really looking at that look and finalizing it before you before you take it out. And I mean, I'm talking like I'm a fucking runway model, bitch. Some of the stuff I wear is ugly and I'm aware of it. So um, yeah, just really look at what you're wearing before you put it on. Yeah, and real quick to, to the first point you made, like think about if you alter your body in any way, maybe you bind your chest, maybe you add hips, maybe you add like these things. If you alter your body for your drag, take that into consideration. Because I bought stuff, I was like, oh, I'm going to fit in this. And then I put like my pads on and I it does not zip. So yeah, and if you're getting in drag and adding pads, if you are a medium, you are not a medium. You are a large. Wear the large. Get the size up if you're padding up. Um, definitely agree with that. Yeah. And if the waist doesn't fit, my best advice, just wear a fucking belt. Honestly, if you can't sew and you don't want to take that shit in, just put a fucking belt on. A belt will save the cinch. Um, Shaklina, do you have any advice for, for clothing? What was the question? Um, it's <laughs> Heidi, question. Um, it uh, reads, what's your most important piece of fashion advice? Oh, please make it stretchy. <laughs> please make it stretchy because when i tell you it will adapt to whatever like you're wearing and sometimes when you get a large as if that shit is not stretchy maybe you, you still won't fit so please try to make the fabric work with your body as well yeah i agree with that also one last piece of advice there are some outfits that are made to be seen in person. And there are some looks that are made to be seen online. There's a difference. I have noticed, and me and Annalie have done extensive research on this, that sometimes a girl will come to war in an outfit and it will look hideous in person. But then on camera, it looks great and vice versa. So really figure out if that look is going to translate, like where you can wear it best. Like, 
there's some looks that I do, like, for example, for War of the Roses, I did my Welcome to the Jungle the first time because I had to redeem it because it was so bad. But in person, it was fucking terrible. They hated it. The judges did not like it. Bella literally told me, she said, that was the ugliest thing I've ever seen you wear. And it's the truth. It was bad. But the Instagram post that I put on my on my page, you would never know that it was an ugly fucking outfit because I know how to like pose and style it. So um, really make sure that the the things that you're wearing, you're wearing it for the correct events for the correct reason because you can make anything work if you play it right um yeah that's my advice for that also uh filter the shit out of it if it's ugly like you can always edit you can always edit the photo um but yeah that's my advice um Annalie, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we before we kick off to the to the outro um, I want to say thank you, Shaklina, for joining us. You are so amazing. Um, I really am glad that we got to go to Orlando together and then I got to hang out a little bit. That was very fun. Um, I'm so excited for all the things that you're doing in Memphis. And uh yeah, thanks for being here, bitch. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I had a lot of fun and um, yeah, definitely. I'm glad we got to um, hang out in Orlando and finally get that um, friendship going on a little bit stronger. Period. Just a little bit. And also Miami, uh, my health care, my health insurance is going to be contacting you. Wow. Well, um, speaking of contacting people, if you'd like to contact Shaklina and send her some hate mail on TikTok, all of her stuff is going to be in the description of this podcast. Make sure you check her out. Show her some love. Send her some money. I don't know if we're putting the cash ups in there anymore, but if we are, you can send her some money. Annalie will do it. She she works here. Um, this is the end of the pod. Annalie, do you have anything you'd like to say? Actually, yes. Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on Anchor and click the support button. You can choose to give us a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. You know, after all, this is a drag show and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated and it'll help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, you can also get a shout out on the podcast. Speaking of shout outs, we would like to give a very special thanks to Janice. Thank you for keeping us pretty. Thank you, Janice. If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. And if you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for filth, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you guys so much. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you'd like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at, whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Stay, Stay pretty. pretty. And buy our merch, bitch. Bye. 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 See you later.